everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri, writer and editor at For the Win, along with Steven Ruiz, our head NFL writer, and video producer Evan Thorpe. Hi, guys. What's up? Welcome to sports. I thought I was going to be referred to as Professor from now on. <laughs> no? That's not happening? Okay. <laughs> professor Steven Ruiz. We have a lot to get into today. We're going to hit the Boston Red Sox visiting the White House because how could we not? We'll talk about Katie and the Warriors. And I think we're going to hit Aisha Curry in our not sports but whatever segment. One good piece of news, though, is that this is the first podcast in a long time that might be free of Marvel content. So congratulations to people that did not like all the Marvel content. You might not get any today. I will find a way. (laughs) To drop some Marvel knowledge on y'all. All right, let's actually, let's start with KD and the Warriors. All right, so KD got hurt in game five, five. last night. So at the time, it looked like it was going to be an Achilles injury. I didn't, so when I saw it happen, it, it did not seem as severe. I don't know why everybody was freaking out about it. Well, I think because it was a non-contact injury, mm. and most of the time that's ligament damage, so if, he, if he were, I mean, he's still going to be out probably like a week or two. But if it was Achilles, that's probably changing up the NBA summer and parts of next year and possibly Katie coming back because you got to think about how long he'll be out. He's expected to probably get the highest contract this offseason. Right. And, you know, that could. There were I, massive implications aside from just what it means for the Warriors, yeah. right? There were massive implications as to what does it mean for KD, who. Probably not going to sign with the Warriors again. Is going to be a free agent. Uh, maybe he will. Uh, and then what it means for for the NBA had it been an Achilles injury. And also think you think the Warriors' chances of winning. Right. I, I still I still think they have a great chance with or without him. But you know they they probably would have gone two or three more games than with with him than without. Yeah, but it turns out that it's a mild calf strain. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not as serious at all, but a lot of hand-wringing across media types, fan types, NBA types. It it basically was a news cycle gone insane because people had already published takes that were like, this is the end of KD and the Warriors. And there's a very good chance that he's back for the finals if the Warriors make it. Yeah, everyone just wants to be an expert now. So, you know, they see an injury and they start diagnosing. My question would be is, what if the injury was a little more severe? where it w- could threaten his, like, long-term health, what would the reaction be if KD was like, I'm shutting it down, I'm done for the season, I'm looking forward to free agency? There's I, no way he can do that. Why not? I If I'm KD, I mean, this is kind of the, uh, what's his name, Zion Williamson thing where yep. right. some people felt like, hey, make sure you save yourself to get that paycheck or get that bread than risking it all for a couple games. I think you have a different obligation if you're already under contract. I disagree. I like he's only under contract for what? A couple more weeks. He's I don't do they get paid for the playoffs? I don't I don't Yeah, they think get he, bonuses. Yeah, they get bonuses. If they win though. Uh, I think if you okay. play too though, you get you get game checks. Because I know NFL players don't. They get bonuses for winning, but they don't get a salary. But I look. I I'm thinking about like Kevin McHale, who was a player in the '80s. He played on a broken foot during one of the playoff stretches. I think it was '87, and he still like can't walk right. 
Well, I, I think there's levels, right? Like, if he's obviously injured with a broken foot, this is not a question of him shutting it down. That's well, th- him taking care of his body. That's what I'm saying. A, a injury. What if it was an injury that threatened his long-term health? Like, it could have been. But does, but do, so what yours, I'm, what I'm saying, my clarification is that if it is an injury that means that he can't play in the short term, then he should not play. But if he's healthy and ready to go by the time the final start, he should play. I think ligament damage is one of those injuries where you you can't say, like, a person looks good, they should play. It's like that's on the player because if it's a nagging injury, you don't want him to go out there and think he's 100% and then, like, the first time he drives to the basket hard, tries to dunk, and it's like up. He's, he's made it worse. Right, exactly. And you see that happen a lot with players, uh, hockey players, football players, where they think the damage is not that severe and they go out and play for a couple of games because these are very important games and they end up making it worse for themselves. I think that that's part of uh, athletes will justify that as, as their mentality. They would do whatever it takes to win mentality. Uh, but there's a big difference between a player saying, actually, I think I'm healthy and I'm just going to shut it down so I can get a contract when he's not a college player and he already plays professionally under contract. I mean, honestly, though, if, if you're KD and you think about everybody talked about you for leaving uh, uh, OKC to go to a 71-win team and you kind of took over for Steph, if Steph was to lose, if the Warriors were to lose without him, all it's doing is making him look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's validating him. Right, that they can't win without me. So if, if if it was already some, like, tension in the room, which I don't think there is, I would be like, I'm going to set out to make sure they lose so they can see that I'm the best player or, like, I'm. But there's no doubt about that. It's not like he has to prove that. Everybody already knows it. And that goes both ways. What if they win without him? Yeah, because there's a very good chance that the five other incredible players they have on there are, are going to be okay. I'm the type of person, if they're already up, like, three games to the finals, I'm playing that game four. Like, <laughs> you're going to see me on that finals highlight tape for the last there game. Was a, there was a, a soccer player for Chelsea. His name was John Terry. He he got suspended for the Champions League final because of red cards. It wasn't, like, a dis- disciplinary thing. But he put on, like, his jersey, his full jersey, and celebrated with the team after they won. Yeah. The final without him. You gotta look good. For like he was in the stands in street clothes <laughs> and changed. Like he like put week. on the uniform so that he could get out there on the field. That's what happened with some Warriors players last year. They were in their like jumpsuit. Yes! and they came back out with their jerseys on. Well, like, I actually thought that was really nice. No, I thought that was actually really nice that they wanted them to be in uniform because they're a team. We used to laugh at people in school like who didn't play and would try to take off their warm ups so they look like they got in the game. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference, okay? There's a difference. Uh, um, all right, well, we'll see what happens with that. Moving on to the Boston Red Sox visiting the White House. Uh, who wants to start? I mean, I'll start, but... I mean, you just did I'm a video on it. giving the room a chance to, to say anything if they want. It's all you. <laughs> I'll let you set the tone, and we'll take it from there. All right, so to, to break this down, which has been talked about for, for the past week, the Boston Red Sox are visiting the White House. They met with President Trump, except the visit, uh, and this is not unusual, right? A lot of teams who are visiting the White House have had to, you know, have had internal discussions about are we going, are we not going? Like the Warriors have declined to come because the, this president is very controversial. And the 
White House visit for the Boston Red Sox breaks down along racial lines, right? A lot of the team's white players are going, and the majority of the team's players of color are not going. And they've all explicitly said that the reason that they are not going is because it has to do with the Trump administration's policies, the way he has spoken about Mexicans in the past, the way he has uh, treated minorities and people of color in an incredibly disrespectful manner. So my question, and this is the question that Jameel Hill talked about, which is why are white players not showing solidarity with their black and brown teammates? Because a lot of white people don't care about the problems of other races. I mean, that's just the that's just the truth of the matter. I because and this is the thing, right? So you hear this all the time in locker rooms, which is that we're a family, all for one, one for all. I support whoever. We left it all out there. I play for my teammates, like every single cliche you could possibly imagine. But when it comes down to this, uh, the white players are like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna go anyway." It's also people who just genuinely like Trump. Yeah, and so you know they they get a chance to see their president. You know, a lot of people don't like every president that gets elected but i know a lot of people if they got the chance to meet trump they will take full advantage of it yeah i mean you have to realize that half the country voted for him so and i think a baseball locker room skews conservative Mm -hmm. so i think the numbers are probably higher in a baseball locker room especially when you only look at the white players right so i mean i don't think it's that crazy that they're gonna go I would personally stick with my teammates, but I'm not in the situation. It's easy for me to say that from outside of it. I mean, you even look at uh, last year when the one player kneeled for the anthem. Like Nobody really came out Mm -hmm. in baseball and supported him or like had his back. I could be completely wrong with this, but I don't remember. I agree with you. There was not – there was no support for that. Yeah, so like I'm not surprised. Like if this was basketball, football, I think it would be more of – Right, because – the Warriors were asked about this right away, right? Mm-hmm. They were asked if, even before, like during the conference finals, if you win, will you go? And they said, probably not. We'll talk about it. And the same thing with the Capitals, who won the Stanley Cup. They had two white players decide not to go. I think the overall read of this is that MLB clubhouses just tend to be more conservative like their white players tend to be more conservative and like uva declined right even go to the white house and it just shows like if you're not all in on something like with basketball or Mm -hmm. you can't say football because i feel like it's too many players we're like for these tight-knit groups sometimes they're like we're all in one way, all in the other. What happened with the Eagles? I forget. Did the Eagles not go, right? Uh, Certain players did. I don't think that um, – no, they – did Trump take back his invitation? I thought the Eagles did not go. Yeah, I think he rescinded the invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of because players, a lot of players were, saying were, were saying – Right. So, I mean, this is a controversy that is going to keep happening for the next couple of years while Trump is in the White House – I just thought it was very interesting that this particular instance, it very much broke down along like like racial lines. And I think also because it wasn't just players. It was also the manager right. who came out and said why he wasn't going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, like, you know, if Steve Kerr was to say, I'm not going, but then the rest of the war is just like, well. Right. Yeah. You're not even looking, you know, you're not even seeing out of with, with your own coach. Right. So like Alex Cora said that he could not in good conscience go and shake them, shake the hand of the man 
who had denied aid to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria when he knows that so many people on his island are still suffering. Like he said that I can't go celebrate while people at home are still suffering. Um, and I thought that's one of the more, you know, unequivocal denials of, of why they why he wouldn't go or responses. All right. So Aisha Curry, wife of Steph Curry appeared on the red table also not just wife of steph curry a very established brand by herself she has her own cookware line and all this other stuff she appeared on the show with steph curry's family okay and they were talking about i guess she was talking about her insecurities with groupies nba groupies which i mean who wouldn't be insecure with that she was saying how women are constantly throwing themselves at steph curry and it makes her feel insecure, and she got a lot of blowback on Twitter for this. A lot of people – I think there was two arguments. One was people saying, like uh, – So, wait. Actually, let me cut you off because that's not all she said. She didn't just say that she was insecure about Steph getting all this attention. She also said yeah. that she wasn't getting any attention whatsoever. Like I told, like I said earlier, she isn't just like in the shadows. She's a very prominent public figure in her own right. And part of her thing was like, my husband is getting these women, you know, these women are throwing themselves at him, but she has not received any, you know, that kind of male attention has not been reciprocated. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. There's like two separate, I think people were mad at, about it for two separate reasons. Yeah. One was, oh, why are you saying that when your husband is like, you know, Steph Curry, a provider or whatever. And then the other one was because she has in the past kind of made comments about women who maybe dress a different way than she does and has said, oh, I only do this because I want my husband to, to be the only man that's looking at me. Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I don't have the exact tweet. But is that fair for people to criticize her for that? My, I'm like kind of in between where I'm like, people are allowed to change their mind. Like, I mean, everyone seeks attention in some way. We just right. Ev everyone's not comfortable doing it in, you know, a more public way. Yeah. Which I think is what Aisha Curry was getting at. I don't think she should be criticized for this take or even even if she changed her mind on the matter. I don't right. think she should be criticized. It's been five years. I, I definitely think that the amount of attention her comments got was way over the line for what she actually said. Like the fact that uh, she was trending for the entire day and I was reading all the responses um, and how it's kind of been turned into like a cultural meme now was way over the line for what she said, because I agree with Steven. I think that there's nothing wrong with being conflicted sometimes. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, it makes me a little insecure that my husband gets all this attention after we've been married for so long and we've got all these kids. And sometimes I need to feel validated too. I think that was a very human thing to say. Um, I, and part of the blowback, man, I don't even know why people don't like Aisha Curry. I like her a lot. I think she's great. I think people, I, I think people don't like Steph. And then, like, I, was, was it their first championship run where she had, like, something that happened with her father? She was, like, they were cheating. And people just felt like she was trying to, like, make things bigger than what it was or, like, she was always complaining about something. So. She accused the refs of cheating. Yeah. When the first time they lost the finals, which is. Uh, which I mean, is, I mean, she, what's wrong with that? But, like, I, no other wife 
that's famous has like come out and said some stuff like that. Yeah, like, I know. I mean, and her emotions got the best of her, and she was defending her husband. What's wrong yeah, with that? But I yeah. feel like people always like coming out for her and stuff. I don't see. This is my thing, which is that I don't understand why people are coming out for her and stuff. And let me ask you a question: When you say people, do you mean Black Twitter? Oh, Black Twitter at her neck. That's what. I, that's what I mean, right? I feel like is there a race thing here? No, it's a cultural. It's, thing. Is it's there a cultural? It's cultural. It's cultural. Because I think it's like one, what, like, why is she complaining? That's yeah. how some people look at it. When one. Husband is a millionaire. Right. You you are established in your field of work, mm-hmm. and you really have nothing to complain about. Right. Whereas you know, she complained about people dressing the way they they mm-hmm. did for attention, and it's like you want the attention, right? But you're gonna you're gonna hop on somebody else for wanting the same thing, but they're going to the extreme where you're gonna be like, I'm gonna keep myself like this. Where where she's trying to be like, I'm classy about yeah. it at least. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I think she should apologize for that tweet i think i don't think she should should have ever sent it out the one i was referring to four years ago right i don't know about you women dressing like this and that was again that is a thing that happened a long time ago sorry i cut you off but address it though right right address it i agree with that and i also think like tweets like that make people think that she feels like she's better than Mm -hmm. them so it's like guess what i wasn't fortunate enough to get some nba player in college but i'm going to work with what i have now to try to take your man <laughs> if possible. So I think it's it's kind of like she feels threatened almost because. Of course, yeah. You got to think about it. How many times is Steph Curry on a roll? Of and course. Like the most beautiful women probably are trying to get at him. I mean, you see Bryce Harper had somebody in his DMs the other day trying to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> wait. It, wait, no, it ended up being his wife. He was in his wife's DM. <laughs> but it's like you like I, I feel like some people just have to realize where you're at. Mm hmm. And who you're with. Mm-hmm. She's with arguably one of the most famous men in the world. Right. And? she He's going to have women at him. Yes. As long as he's not responding, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it for, right. from her. But I, I think that what she was saying, which I think is relatable for anybody, mm-hmm. which is that knowing that your partner is getting that kind of attention, even if you are super secure with yourself 98% of the time, that 2% can really drive you crazy, right? Like that 2% where you know all these women are throwing themselves at him, even though you're secure in yourself, you're secure in your marriage, That's that's got to get to you every now and then. But my thing is like this kind of – like I, I don't think anything's wrong with their marriage, but this right. kind of puts Steph in a, like, a yeah. weird spot. Like, like are you not giving your woman that feeling <laughs> of like you care about her? Like are you not saying the right things to her? Because like – Everybody's just going to joke on him now. Like, if he messed up, it's like, dag, he's having trouble on court and off the court. His <laughs> wife ain't even happy with him. Why during the playoffs, too? Like, like that would – and he was having a bad week. I don't think you – I just don't – I don't think she should have said that on national television. Like, when she – before talking to Steph about it. Because that's, like, a thing – a view into their marriage, like – Okay, I fully support her need to say that. I think that she has every right to to say that. Her husband, first of all, is secure <laughs> enough to not really let that stuff bother him, especially if a championship is on the line. How do we know that? Well, because what I because what he said to because what she said to me is not that huge of a deal. She's saying, "Yeah, my the women are throwing themselves at my husband, which sometimes makes me feel insecure, which is totally normal, yes. totally validated." And then she said, "And sometimes 
it drives me crazy that I don't have men like showing me that kind of attention. But I look at it like, why are you looking for it? Like, that's my whole thing. Is she going oh, out? Oh, come on. Is she Does, going out let me, looking Let for me ask it? you something. Yeah. It doesn't sometimes make you feel good if somebody flirts with you, even though you are married. This is what I showed him. <laughs> I'm secure with mine. I'm secure with mine, baby. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but you can't deny that, like, yeah, sometimes attention is nice. There, oh, Of course attention is uh, nice. Attention is nice. But she sounds like she's seeking it. Like, yeah, that's like the she's difference. Like she's stepping outside like, you better say I look cute. <laughs> I you don't better think whistle that. at me. I don't feel that way at all. I thought that the reaction was way above and beyond what was warranted. I mean, Black Twitter came at her strong. Yeah, that's waves. what I'm saying. They were like... What was I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I saw the clips of the Night Walkers just coming Wait, in waves. Did you see? I'm gonna relate this to. Did you see that clip that was circulating yesterday of that guy buying Danica Patrick a drink? Yes. Well, so when I looked at the replies for that tweet, they were all about how Aisha Curry is mad <laughs> that that dude is not buying yeah. her a drink. So I was gonna tweet like Aisha Curry would be heated right now, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reserve myself and I'm not gonna do it because you know. It, it won't be funny for two weeks from now. Right. So, I again, like I've said before, this was crazy. And I think she just had, she said some very honest things. And you were right. Black Twitter will not let her forget. Now, if you're stuffed, do you go out here and pay some guys to just be like, Oh, stop. <laughs> I don't think he needs to. I feel like her DMs are like the most vile place on earth this week. Like, I would not, I would not want to see What's what messed was up, in her though, DMs. He did put her as Women's Crush Wednesday yesterday. That could have easily just been like, all right, here, here you go. You oh. want some attention? Wait, Steph did that? No, I'm saying he oh. didn't. He oh, should have did it after no. that. Oh, no. That would have been, that's called pandering. He doesn't need to do that. To... It sounds like she wants pandering, though. <laughs> <laughs> Steph is doing something wrong. He's not doing anything wrong. I think you can have a great marriage, but sometimes it's nice if, you know, do you get we, a little attention. Do we honestly believe that? her dms are dry like that like before she said that there was people there was men in there before well, also Here's if she, she if she's smart she doesn't have her dms open man come on you can't okay. control that sometimes yeah you can especially if you're a famous person it, you can you can oh, do see, I ain't famous things, like so. you i don't have oh, no check oh, yeah, that's all she has to do then open up the dms <laughs> and she'll get that male attention i'm telling you here's my question though has like the right person not dm'd her yet like she's probably what do you mean getting the right like LeBron, no. <laughs> <laughs> like like a very attractive male, no, who, or like somebody rich who no, is I'm out sorry. here who doesn't care. No, here's my thing: who's throwing themselves at Steph Curry? Like <laughs> you saw that girl from Game One two years ago, but that was more like was that even a real thing? I think I thought it was just like a it just happened to look like it based on the angle, the way she was looking at him. She was but, after him, but I wouldn't consider like Steph Curry like. Yeah, he he seems like a child to he's me. He's like a boy. But yeah, he's the, like a boy. <laughs> but I think that's the thing, though. If you look, like, if you look at them too, it's like, oh, those are like the college sweethearts. Yeah, who, they're who always been for each other. They're so wholesome that I I can't imagine anything else. But I see people, I see girls like, oh, that's daddy, that's babe for Steph Curry. It is weird because he looked like my sixteen year old little cousin or something. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like, the fact that he's a star, he got money, he's good at basketball, he's attractive now. I think he's always been attractive, but there's nothing about stuff that is – I don't – you know what? I'm not even going to go there. He's I, no I'm not Bill gonna... Belichick is what you're saying. <laughs> he, he's jumped out of his tier. Well, that's a man. He... <laughs> <laughs>
All right, folks, there you have it. Bill Belichick is the go-to daddy. All right, I I feel like we have exhausted this conversation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Any last last thoughts? Instead of the Game of Thrones reference, I should have said Marvel. So close. See you guys next week.